everybody. This is Chris Campbell, and on behalf of Atalanta, welcome to Meet the Maker, the podcast that talks with the producers behind some of the great brands and products that Atalanta imports. In this episode, we will be speaking with representatives from Viru from Peru. And to start off, I'll just ask everyone on today's call to introduce themselves. Hi, uh, my name is Yosemite Malamud. I am the CEO of Viru. I've been with the company for over 17 years. And also, thank you very much for, for having us. Uh, hi, Chris. Uh, well, my name is Leslie Pinto. I've been in the company more than eight years. Uh, I'm a business development manager and I'm also in charge of the marketing team. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you both so much for joining. And I'd also like to give Daniel Sanchez from Atalanta an opportunity to introduce himself. Hi, I'm Daniel Sanchez. Uh, I've been with the company for over 18 years. I am uh, the uh, Director of Business Development in uh, Atalanta, and uh, I'm in charge of uh, certain categories of fruits and vegetables, uh, mainly South America, but also from uh, Europe. And uh, thank you for having us today, Chris. So I think the perfect place to start this conversation would be taking a look at Viru's history. Yoselin, could you share a little bit about the early days of the company and its founding? We started the company uh, 27 years ago. We started as a producer of uh, canned vegetables. And then over the years, we grew and diversified to a more complete company. We have now uh, processed food. We have uh, frozen fresh uh, vegetables. And could you tell me a little bit more about the company in the current day? We are a company of about $340 million in sales. We have operations in Peru. We're in different areas of Peru. Also, we have uh, distribution companies in Europe, in France, Italy, and Spain and some production companies also in, in Spain. We handle over 7,200 containers. Uh, we, with us, work around 12,000 12, people all over the world, mainly in Peru. Now our main operation is, is, is Peru. What kind of products are you selling in the current day? We have in the process vegetables. We have white asparagus, green asparagus, pepper, artichoke mainly. And then we have in the process, we have the mango, avocado, strawberry, bananas, uh, different fruits and vegetables. In the fresh, we do mainly avocados, blueberries, and asparagus. We have a line also of uh, sauces, cream, brusquetas. We have different lines of uh, sauces, cream, brusquetas. Uh, and we have a ready-to-eat products. So we have products that we... Uh, like uh, quinoas and with vegetables, products that are ready to, to serve like a complete meals, no? that we call uh, foods, no? in the line, line of foods that are products that are ready to eat. So what we are doing is we are trying to uh, innovate with products that the consumers can eat. Uh, you don't have to prepare it, just grab it and, and all, always healthy products without any preservants, without anything, 100% natural products. And from the Viru side, could you tell me what it's like partnering with Atalanta? Well, our partnership partnership with Atalanta has been 20 years in the making and has grown and diversified over the years, both in products and clients. Um, Atalanta and, and Viru share several goals that we're super proud of, one of them being a family business operating with high, high quality standards. Um, and the dedication that both our teams uh, have to serve our clients uh, with the best products, uh, definitely it is a characteristic that, that define both uh, companies. Uh, we work together with very important grocery change and food service, uh, distributing private label, but also uh, 
We call back the Destino brand, uh, specialty products. Uh, being Artshock, uh, the main driver of the business, but we do also co-pack uh, some more items uh, that are uh, value-added, such as ready meals, shelf-stable ready meals, uh, and grilled vegetables, um, and some tapenades and, and sauces. Um, and that's, that has been mainly our, our business with, with Atalanta, yes. If you had to pick one thing that differentiates you from other producers on the market, what would you say it is? One is that we are a very flexible manufacturing. We have a very flexible manufacturing capabilities. So we work a lot with our customers to develop new, new products. So we are very flexible. We can do big volumes, small volumes. And with that, uh, we invest uh, a lot. No? So something that characterizes us is that we invest a lot in product development, in processes, uh, if we have a, some new product that we want to develop with Atalanta and we know that the product will be a success, then they know that we can invest and grow and support the their growth with, with him and with our customers. Always the satisfaction of our customers is top priority and we are completely integrated. So we have from the fields to the final product. So we can check all the use of pesticides. The, we control 100% of the, of the process. So we can assure the quality of the product. And that's something that differentiates us because not a lot of companies has the control process since the field until the, until the final product. And finally, I think something that is very important and characterizes us is that uh, we have 12,000 people and we care a lot about, about them. We have been uh, awarded in a great place to work in the top 50 companies in all Latin America. That's a, a big uh, achievement for us. We are very proud of that. Uh, so uh, everything that is social responsibility, that working with the company, that people feel good, we think that's the only way to grow. No? So we care that, uh, a lot about that. And I'd like to throw it over to Daniel. And from your position, what would you highlight about Viru that speaks to their value as a business partner for Atalanta? Uh, just like uh, Jocelyn stated, Chris, uh, I think one of the uh, greatest assets of working uh, uh, with Viru as a partner or having Viru as a partner is the flexibility uh, that they have. And, um, you know, as we all know, the market continues to change uh, uh, rapidly and uh, they are very quick to adjust uh, production uh, to entertain all the new projects. Uh, and one great asset as well is customization, uh, not just one uh, simple um, item will work for every customer that we have in the USA. Uh, it, we just have a, a great a, a variety of customers. So they are able to customize depending on their customer uh, demands and uh, they do it uh, uh, quickly. Uh, so they are able to react to the market demands. And I think that that's been uh, the greatest assets that we have uh, as, a, as a partner. Let's dig into that point a little bit more. Supply chain issues continue to ripple across the industry. So I was hoping you could share your viewpoints, Daniel, on the shipping issues you had to contend with at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the ways you shifted strategy to make sure you could continue importing products. So when the uh, COVID pandemic started, uh, Chris, I think one of the uh, greatest unknowns uh, was uh, where the business uh, was going to be uh, for the next week, for the next month. And uh, with the amount of business that we do with Vero, uh, we had to slow down 
uh, shipments. That was the first priority because uh, as restaurant uh, chains and, and as supermarkets started to adjust their day-to-day -day operations, the business wasn't there. Uh, we quickly realized that uh, right after the vaccines became available and people were getting vaccinated, uh, a lot of that business started to come back fast. And nobody anticipated the uh, quick reaction in the market that, that we actually had. And uh, Viru was able to, uh, first of all, slow down the shipments for a certain amount of, of period of time, but then react quickly enough to get us product on the water, uh, really to uh, be able to fulfill that demand that we were having. Uh, having said that, a lot of the, uh, of the uh, products that initially were considered uh, more of a slow movers became more of, a, of, the, of the main business uh, for the market because a lot of that business, new projects, et cetera, were put uh, uh, postponed for a later time, a later uh, date, and uh, more basic uh, uh, food was being uh, demanded. And Viru was able to uh, react to that, to that demand. Uh, so that was basically the strategy to, to really get us a, a, as quickly as we could a product on the water. Then we started having some issues with the, uh, with the delays, uh, shipping lines, ports, et cetera. Uh, constant communication was key uh, to have. And uh, we were in uh, weekly communications with Biro or sometimes even daily, prioritizing the shipments that we needed and where. Uh, and the lead times uh, uh, were uh, uh, heavily extended. So when uh, normally they were able to react in two or three weeks to, from our uh, purchase order to the product being on, on a ship uh, coming to the USA, uh, then those lead times started to extend more and more. And now we're looking at probably, I would say 90 days, uh, maybe 120 days in some cases. So we, with that communication has to be uh, completely open, completely clear to see where the priorities are to make sure that we have uh, uh, shipments uh, being scheduled three or four months from now to make sure that we have constant supply of those products throughout the United States. What about the current day? News reports are indicating that most major U.S. ports are facing backlogs and a lot of people don't believe the situation is going to ease until 2022 at the earliest. So how are you contending with these headwinds? Yeah, so, so basically it's that, that we just have to have that communication and give them orders way ahead of uh, months ahead that we actually need the product. And uh, we can always adjust those uh, orders uh, as we move forward in case there is a, different, a shift on the demand from our customers. But it's basically that, that uh, we're putting four, five, six months from now uh, container orders that we need. Uh, and then, uh, so they, that way they, they can plan because they have the same problems themselves with all their manufacturers, uh, uh, suppliers for the tins, the labels, the cartons, et cetera. So it's not just from our, my side, but they are facing a tremendous backlogs uh, on their side as well. I think that's a great point. And I'd love Vero's perspective as well. So I'd like to ask them about raw material shortages. How have supply chain constraints on raw materials affected your business? And how have you worked around shortages of everything from packaging material to labeling supplies, and in some cases, even labor? Yeah, also it changed a lot. Uh, first, we have the same, we have a, a lot of delays. So the first thing that we did is anticipate. No, we said, okay, 
uh, what, what can happen because at the beginning with the COVID, they say nobody knew what was going on, what, what, what is happening. Uh, sometimes the port, they said that people were getting infected, so were they going to close the port? The suppliers, uh, also the lead time started getting longer because they didn't have people to work or the government closed some of the factories because they were not uh, essential. So it was a mess. So what we did is uh, first anticipate everything. So we brought uh, all of our products, uh, ingredients, packaging materials, glass jars, everything. Usually we have, I don't know, 30 days of stock. Now we have uh, 90, 120, even uh, one year of, of stock because uh, we also import, we import the uh, leads, we import citric acid, ascorbic acid, we import so many things. So we increase the, the stock everything so we can be able to handle the demand of our customers because at the end what we need is to support our customers so we cannot tell them you know i'm sorry it takes a long so we have to anticipate to be able to to manage the the demand also as you know as i told you we have we have twelve thousand people so it was really difficult uh, at the beginning we have to put a lot of measures in the plan we invest a lot because we have we are very hand labor intensive so in the plan, we put like separators between people so they don't get in contact. In the buses, we work 50% capacity. We put uh, so many things to protect the people. So the, the most important part was to assure the safety and health of our people. So people can come to Vidu, feel safe and can work. So we are very proud also to say that we never stop one day. So that was other thing that was, was, really, was really important. And finally, what, what uh, Daniel said, no? A lot of communicating, a lot of communications, talking to, to our customers, to Daniel, to the people to say what was going on. So working together, I think the success was that we, we were able to work together to, to try to manage as best as we can this com complicated situation. No? And I think we should also spend a little time to focus on some of the products that Viru makes. And in talks we had before today's call, I know you mentioned two innovative new products you'd like to share. And one of those was brineless vegetables. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? Uh, yes, uh, this is um, a revolutionary patented technology that Biru has exclusivity on. Um, uh, we pack uh, our vegetables in these aluminum cans. Uh, there are small cups of uh, around 3.5 ounce uh, size and this technology allows us to pack our vegetables without liquids, um, which give a lot of convenience, uh, convenience to the consumer uh, because it's a very easy to carry uh, product. Uh, you can take uh, anywhere as a ready to eat or ready to go item. Uh, uh, by using this technology, we pack the products um, uh, in cooking in less time, which also preserve well the nutrients. Our range of items are uh, our natural uh, um, vegetables. Uh, we also have uh, grilled veggies. Uh, we presented one of them to the uh, International Taste Institute and our grilled artichokes were awarded two, two stars uh, which uh, give us um, um, a very remarkable product score. And uh, we also have our range of salads. 
which is a mix uh, or um, melange of different vegetables, uh, including hearts of palm, peppers, green asparagus, and artichokes. Um, it is a great product because, uh, as, I, as I was mentioning, it's, it's super light and it's easy to carry anywhere. Um, it, it comes in, in small packs and um, it is a great solution for consumers who want to eat healthy and, and take it anywhere. Um, yeah. Daniel, could you share how you think these products will fare in the American market? Uh, absolutely, Chris. Uh, I think uh, with COVID, uh, something that we all learned is that uh, the convenience on grab-and-go uh, food, uh, it is definitely on trend, what the market is demanding. Uh, healthy uh, uh, snacks, uh, it is definitely something that the market needs. And, and that is not exclusively to supermarkets. That could be a club store. It could be a convenience stores. Uh, and, and it is just, it hits all the right uh, numbers uh, to be a product that should be very successful in the U.S. market. Uh, we are still working on, uh, on a few um, development parts uh, for the Destino brand uh, for this product. And uh, uh, we will be uh, releasing a, a full press release uh, for, uh, for, the, for the market in the, uh, in the near future. So there is a lot more to come. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Atalanta's Meet the Maker. If you'd like to learn more about Atalanta, Del Destino, or Vero, make sure to take a look at the links in the description of this episode. So until next time, this is Chris Campbell signing off.